1: Yes, this is the cue for Brandon to take his clothes off. So we're coming in hot and heavy to start things off here on the ATI podcast. We're on episode 39, and we've got quite the eclectic crew with us and rap scallions and rebellious folk with us here. So we've got Brandon on the call with us back to help Josh and I talk to our guest today. Robert, Bert, Scott, how you doing, sir?
2: I am fucking wonderful, especially when with you sexy fellas. Yes, sir. we We
1: appreciate you. Oh, we're doing fantastic, sir. We appreciate having you on, and uh, of course, I know we've had many DMs back and forth, but appreciate your submissions to the to the Cato episode as well as our uh, Fourth of July. You had two pretty entertaining stories to share with everybody for Fourth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Cyclops, yeah. Yeah, hey, that was fun, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time for sure. But uh, we've been kind of spitballing an idea to get you on the show. And, and I thought, wow, what a much more appropriate subject. And we wanted to get a little uh, cannabis talk in on the show specifically. But of course, we you're in a unique field, the fact that you actually work at a dispensary as a bud tender, right?
2: Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I started as a bud tender. I actually do like training as well. So I do like a lot of public events so basically there's a lot of me showing grandmas and grandpas how to get high uh, that's <laughs> got to it. recreational here they're all popping out from under the rocks like god bless you hot <laughs> yeah. and i'm like yeah let's sit down and talk for like 45 minutes about how i promise you won't od so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: which i'm sure is a real thing that they're really concerned about
3: <laughs> All oh yeah i heard it raised my husband's Dickie, what's more, <laughs> you'll get to see my saggy titties actually as a perfect specimen. <laughs> I turned my son gay. <laughs> <laughs> also, also my husband's gay, but I've turned him throughout the years. <laughs>
2: Little amounts of cannabis here.
3: <laughs> Sprinkle about like catnip. <laughs> Lots of medical doctor prescribed medication. The anti-gays. It's what Pence uses. <laughs> <laughs> My
2: God.
1: Oh, good Lord. Speaking of Pence, do you guys see his tongue in cheek? When he was asked about Trump running again, if he would support him that recently came out here in the last 24, 48 hours.
2: Sounds more like dick in cheek. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. <I know. laughs>
3: Honestly, what I thought about it the whole time is I couldn't really focus because I kept on picturing him referring to his wife as mother. Yeah. And her like (laughs) swatting him with the ruler like over and over again.
2: Yes, mother. Like he's not sure what to say until he gets a swat. He's like, do I support him? Well, I don't think... I. Yes. Yes. Mother- oh, <laughs> yes. I support him. I've
1: I've always, like, pictured him, like, behind the scenes. Him and his wife have this weird bedroom kink where he has to huff ether and he stares gazingly into <laughs> her vagina. And says, <laughs> mommy. Oh, mommy, why did you do it to me, mommy? Mommy.
3: And, and the whole time, weirdly, she's making a macaroni and cheese. <laughs> uh,
2: so it's... Inner Snail. She's like the a dual purpose. purpose like the trauma. <laughs> That's just like the outer crust of the trauma. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. Kind of the theme today, kind of passingly and tongue in cheek. Which we're already getting off to a good start is to have some uh, horrific stories as well, to, uh, some entertaining stories. Being that it's the month of Halloween, but I know that get us started here today. That Brandon has a unique story about his experience. Recently seeing the uh, the newest Halloween movie.
3: So I, uh, I mean, I, I wanted to fin- finish the trilogy out. I'm here in Montgomery, Alabama, home of the not once used to be slave owners. And <laughs> they are kind people, but behind your back, you know that they're thinking like, why is this guy walking around with two Asians? <laughs> At least he's not <laughs> gay. <laughs> Roll tide. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Roll tide. So we go to this theater I found a it showtime. It's kind of midday, like, you know, because I'm a fucking grandpa now. And uh, I want to pay for the lower
2: prices. I went to the matinee showing. Oh, my
3: God. You wouldn't believe it. I could smoke my Virginia Slims in there.
2: Two for one on the popcorn.
3: One oh, my God. I slobbed on two fucking hot dogs at the same time. Two cobs. And I wasn't prosecuted. <laughs> so we show up to this place and we're standing in line. And it takes us like two seconds because this place is fucking abandoned. It's not like this place is abandoned because it's two in the afternoon upon entering this place there's an air about it that this place should have been condemned a long time ago <laughs> oh
1: nice mildew smell in the air
3: we already have tickets we just got to print them off
2: yeah you're committed bro at this point
3: it's its prime time was maybe 91 91 was a good year for it and we we walk in and the first thing that I'm asked is can I see your ID and I'm like
4: you <laughs> look like a child <laughs> I know <laughs> I know I look,
3: I know I look young, but I'm like, I got like five o'clock shadow going, everything. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I hand it to her, and the whole time, every time that she's like conversing with me, she responds with, "Okay, baby cakes, okay, baby cakes." Southern
4: hospitality. Yeah,
3: and I'm like, "Baby cakes is a little bit much. I mean, baby toast, maybe." I'm flat. <coughs> Uh, There's no cake about this shit whatsoever. Did she ever
1: work in Bless Your Heart?
3: Uh, I'm sure she did. Everybody does. Because everybody knows knows
1: that's South for fuck
3: you. (laughs) South for. It's South for I'd like to put my two largest fingers in your butthole. (laughs) But yeah, everybody finishes up. I'm with my other friend. Let's call him Scotland. And two small Asians. And who look kind of like kids. And they both had the same experience. Like show me your ID, (laughs) stuff like that. (laughs) Uh,
4: (laughs) you must be this tall to enter.
3: I mean, they do. They look like kids. They're youthful folk. (laughs) I mean, they're majestic. I've always talked about Asians. Like, they're majestic fucking ancient people. (laughs) So we walk up to the front, and we we see, like, where where they take your tickets. We see this, like, tall black guy talking to this, like, 15-year-old little small kid. And he's, like, (laughs) giving him the rundown of the job. And his first day is, like, on a Saturday. Oh, (laughs) Oh, God. And everybody else is wearing like AMC clothing, right? But this guy turns around and he just has a security from like a Walmart security shirt on or something of that sort. Like he he just got out of his other job because he's on parole (laughs) or I don't know. Why you say that? Uh, just shut the fuck up because he was not in the same attire he was not in the same attire it was just weird it was strange and he looks at one of the smaller Asians and goes why honey how old are you and she goes I'm 28
2: I guess that'll do and we walk in what would not have been an acceptable answer to you you think you would have been like no
1: like, what, what? I mean, I immediately took, like, took that as if it was like borderline too old for this guy. Like,
2: he's not about it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I would definitely agree with you. That's the impression we all got. <laughs> Incredible. We go into the movie theater. We're already like, okay, that was fucking weird, but whatever. You're sitting on your phone right before, you know how long it takes to get the movie fucking started, which is half the reason why people don't go to movies anymore because it's 45 minutes for credits. Yeah. I'll go on that rant another time. Anyways, (laughs) so we all four sit down and we got the whole fucking theater to ourselves, right? We sit down, a couple come in. It looks to be like a old hobbling grandma. I'm like, fuck, she's going (laughs) to die. And there's a teenager, right? And they both sit down. And then right before the previews are supposed to, are going to start, these two older guys come in, seemingly not together. One sits catty corner to me, like diagonal to me, and the other one sits directly behind me.
1: Sounds necessary.
3: Now, let me tell you about the most uncomfortable fucking thing on the planet. <laughs> it's whenever you're in old seating, which is those squares that you just sit in, right? and you have a dude breathing on your motherfucking neck <laughs> right before Halloween. Yeah. All right. No big deal. <sighs> Still very awkward fucking choice because like... There's a whole sixty-five to a hundred different seats to sit in. I'm looking around as the previews are going on because I've seen these motherfuckers over and over again, and they're trying to push Black Adam. I'm like, my God! Now we know this movie's going to blow ass, <laughs> right? And I don't know if you remember Bear, but I was in Colorado, in Denver, the same time that the shooter yeah went and shut up the whole theater. Oh, right. Fuck. One of those intricate evidentiary details is the fact that the exit door is 6 inches open oh, just god. like that just like that theater
4: yeah see that sketch i don't know about that so
3: yeah. i look at that exit and i'm like oh god right i look down at the floor next to me and it's riddled in popcorn <laughs> trash <laughs> like i'm like i'm in hell this is this is hell this is there's is no other way that this could be placed in anything else all right so we start about 30 minutes in Grandma gets up, and she disappears for 45 minutes. Jesus. So it's just, so it's just the little girl sitting there. And by little, I mean she's like 15, 16 years old. Immediately, as soon as Grandma leaves, she snaps a picture using flash of the TV or the movie screen. <laughs> and then proceeds, because we can all see it, it's stadium seating. Then proceeds to snap it to all of her friends. Now- I forgot to tell you, this movie, uh, the projector, is such poor quality on the bulb that I can see the silver by about a foot around the whole screen. Oh, wow. The exit light by the door that's ajar that is a serious threat <laughs> is shining brighter on the screen than the movie. Jesus. Okay? I'm like, oh, fuck, we're in for a ride. The next thing that happens is this little girl decides she hasn't done enough yet. She hasn't done enough at all. So she randomly starts murmuring to herself. <laughs> what the fuck? She's the of <laughs> and then we just hear two loud bangs, crack, crack, and something falls to the floor. Right? Jesus, this bitch! This bitch fucking kicked the chair in front of her and broke off the arm of the goddamn chair. Oh, fuck. And it is smacked against the floor.
4: <laughs> Your mind probably automatically went to the open door, like, oh, shit.
2: No, no, I'm like, I'm like, this is too much for me. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, how much does this bitch squat,
3: like? <laughs> yeah. Dude, <laughs> dude, she kicked this fucking armrest off this goddamn chair, okay? So that happens. Five minutes later, an entire family... Like, mom and dad and two little girls come into the movie theater just talking, talking, talking. And then they're like, oh, girls, oh, shit, we came into the wrong movie. (laughs) Come on, girls, let's get going. Let's get going, girls. Come on, girls. No, honey, come on, girl, come on. And this is just, like, they were walking down the hallway, not seeing or hearing the movie, I guess? Jesus. And still are talking during the movie. Okay. What
4: an experience. (laughs)
3: But I will never fucking attend that motherfucker ever again. And I have to be honest. I have to be honest. That was the best way to experience Halloween ends. Fucking terrifying. And I loved it. Awesome movie. Great movie. Everything else was terrifying. The constant feeling as if you're about to be assassinated.
2: Like everything is a jump scare. Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
3: I felt like I was gonna be mercs the entire time. Yeah, I thought, I thought this is it. If I'm going out, I'm going out to Halloween ends and this bitch down here who's fucking breaking shit off because of anger problems. Fucking she hulk in the place. Yeah, it was terrifying. Man.
2: Never again, man. That was like that was, was she speaking in tongues. Like what the fuck? That's I don't know, thing. man.
3: She was mumbling the entire time, and I'm looking over at my friends the whole time, and I'm like, "Do you guys?" I'm like, <laughs> "Does Malvenous? anybody else know?" What's I'm happening? like, "Does anybody is anybody else hear this shit, or is it just me?" Right. This this can't possibly be real right now. This and the whole time Scotland, Scotland Scotland is looking back at looking over to me, going, and he's like looking behind me. I'm like, "Yeah, man." Keep your eyes out. I don't want to be fucking slashed behind. Yeah, no doubt.
2: Dude, your soul will be left like in a shitty fucking movie theater forever. (laughs) Yeah, that is
1: pretty concerning to think about. (laughs) I want to talk about how uh, we all actually met Bert actually to kind of tie things back into the show too. So I know like my earliest memories of seeing Bert around was certainly at shows. Right, yeah. Uh is that kinda of how you remember it, Bert?
2: Yeah, yeah. For the most part, uh yeah. We we started getting together at shows. We hung around a lot of the same people for a long time and kinda of always right. circled around. You know, and, you know, and then once we end up like hooking up some of these shows, you know, it was like pretty much instant, you know.
1: Now, let me ask you something. Do you uh, yeah. do you recall being at the it was supposed to be a I Wrestle the Bear once show at Bobberito's? Oh,
2: fuck. Everybody was supposed to talk about that fucking show. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That uh, yeah. show. There is always
1: a story about <laughs> yeah. that show. OK, dude. so now i had seen you around a ton prior to this, but Brandon and I and Ridge were in a band at the time that were playing that show. It was us, Sinope at the time. And we were playing with I wrestled a bear once and Duck, duck goose. Well, duck duck goose didn't show up. I think Brandon Boyd's band played that show too. Oh, what was that? Uh, but I don't remember the name of them. Brandon Boyd's band, that metal band Lilith,
4: maybe, maybe, the or name? maybe that's what oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Bradley was a drummer. Because I know he
1: was there. Yeah. Yeah. But anywho, uh, so like as soon as we get at the show, we're already told that Duck Duck Goose isn't showing up, which is the whole reason that we got on the show because we were all fans of Duck Duck Goose. And then secondly, that the chick from I Wrestled a Bear once wasn't going to do vocals.
2: Yeah, she like a sinus infection or something.
1: Allegedly, yes.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to tell a very key part of the story going forward, and I'm pretty confident you were present for this, unless I'm misremembering it. I just know that you were at the show at least. We were all kind of like hanging out in the back alley back behind Bob's. Where you could like park your cars and stuff to go, you know, into the shows and stuff. There on that, I guess, porch or whatever you would call it, technically, where they had all the shows outside. Yeah,
3: that little patio.
1: Yeah, patio. Bert just appeared out of nowhere, from what I recall, while the bands were back there <laughs> lingering and stuff. And Bert was just like, "Hey, I got this joint. If you want to smoke it." <laughs> 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 and I was just like, "Sure, yes, yes, and yes, <laughs> yes, please." So that 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 kind of like. I don't, obviously kind of broke the ice into like I don't know if I'd actually ever talk to you It'll in an it. intimate setting uh, until that point, but I, I know that some some of the band members of Sinote partook in a little session with you. And uh,
2: did, uh, didn't didn't we go to school together? Sliding into DMs for the time, you know, I slide into right. a back alley. And see <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but.
1: I did have to show a little feet, uh, but it was well worth it.
2: And you you moisturize beautifully, my friend. <laughs> 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 But
1: Bert, I think you went to school with uh, Brandon at North County. Is that right? Yeah.
2: yeah, and then we
3: we were mutual friends of Garrett, I believe, at one point. Or, yeah, yeah, I Yeah, because that's how I met Barrett and all them.
2: Yeah, and then uh, we were in uh, what's his name? What was that fucking super Chad uh, teacher's name? We had Uh oh uh, duh, Mister the fucking he wore sandals and shit. And he was a total yeah. fucking bro. <laughs> he totally the
3: well well. Let's, let's tell it how it is. This was a man very much that got out of high school, wanted to, to become back. a teacher so he could fuck high schoolers. Oh God. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yikes. I mean, that's the, that's the vibe he gives, like trying to show off in front of people, trying to be funny. Oh, I see. One uh, of those types. Yeah. It was like Doug something. I can't remember. His I remember thing, he had yeah.
2: that like fucking like, uh, like that gym from the office fucking haircut. Remember? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like the shitty surfer bro. Yeah,
2: but yeah. Me and me, anyway, me and Brandon were in that guy's class. And we fucking hated
3: it. <laughs> 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 yeah, that shit was fucking hilarious. Actually, I I miss all of those times seeing all those goddamn wavy haired motherfuckers. This is how you could tell this motherfucker was out to bang little girls is because. <laughs> He had the same haircut that all the fucking jocks had. Yeah. So he got yeah. out of high school and went directly into this bullshit. He wore those fucking shell necklaces. Puka shell, puka shell necklaces.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. You know what I, I like about these cool. high school. I could see
4: girls. him like
1: school lets out. He goes outside, yeah. takes a shirt off, starts tossing the pigskin with the boat with the boys. <laughs>
2: You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, it's hacky sack, bro. For the time. Oh yeah, oh, he was, was, was
1: a hacky sack guy. He was a hacky oh, sack. A guy. hacky sacker that, as we call him.
3: Girls, you guys want to find out about your inner, your inner self? <laughs> I'll show Let's you. Meditate together. Let's meditate while you stick your fucking hands around my <laughs> cock and pull, pull on my prelapsed butthole. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. Yeah.
2: yeah I- I failed that class. I didn't, I didn't pull it right. <laughs> he, he pulled it in the opposite direction.
3: The <laughs> he said south, not north.
2: Yeah, I'm like terrible with directions. I couldn't remember which way. Like, like, <laughs> he did turn it around. Like,
1: oh, that's great. That's good shit. <laughs> okay. Well, I know that uh, we all kind of ran back into each other, too, outside of just the shows, you know, the Cato parties, the infamous Cato parties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the last times we all hung out together was with Cato at, at my apartment uh, there that was uh, across from the state hospital about 10 years ago or so. And uh, we had, had a little party, spur of the moment party, and everybody showed up and was hanging out and having a good time. But, uh, of course, you know, to wrap us back around to today's topics. We we had ourselves some fun back in the day with some cannabis. So we didn't have some of the probably the same suspicions about it that other people do or precursors that people have set up when it comes to it. And, you know, I just want to kind of get into some of that talk today because I know that, you know, as we mentioned at the open uh, today, that Bert, you're working at a dispensary. So I know that there's all kinds of interesting first time experiences that you're getting feedback on from people that had a totally different, you know, expectation versus what the reality of it was. And, And how they handle their cells and their disposition and so on and so forth.
2: Well, actually I had you know, I think I have a lot of a lot of people like have great, you know, stories when they come in about their first time getting high or like a lot of old people come in that never smoked at all before. Um, I had a lady the other day, though, that just didn't listen to anything, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it was her second... I didn't get her on her first time in. I got her on her second time in. Her first time in, <laughs> she said... Uh, You're she giggled, in, man. And, you know, she was excited. They talked with her for a long time. You know, went through the options of, you know, the flower and everything. on I mean, yeah, how it was going to make her feel. You know, like, everything, you know, to expect for a first-timer, right? Right. How to do everything. Uh, she comes back, and she's like... Yeah, I don't I wanna try something else. So I got it And like I was like, okay, cool. And uh, I was like, What didn't you like about it? And she's like, It's just I didn't like the way it made me feel this morning when I smoked it last night. And I was like, Well or when I had it last night. And I was like, that doesn't that doesn't sound right. And she didn't fucking smoke it, dude. She fucking ate half of a bud because she didn't have a lot. And oh my I was just like, What the fuck? Like who told you to do that? And she's like, Well no, buddy. <laughs> oh my god. I get a no. lot of that shit, dude. I get more of that shit than you think. That's crazy. And that it's like, it's okay because it's like it's funny. But what's not funny is something that I found out that broke my fucking heart. Getting into this fucking goddamn industry is, uh, we have weed Karens. That's a thing.
1: Oh really? And so
4: oh my god! Did you even
1: consider that being a possibility?
4: Are you like? I'll let you describe it first, because like I think I've met a couple of these in dispensaries
2: before. <laughs> oh man. They're usually the ones that come in like in yoga pants. They're usually coming from yoga and they're mad, but they're like not. I don't know why. <laughs> cause it's like <laughs> they shouldn't be mad, uh, you know, cause it's yoga, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah.
1: And they're buying weeds, so you,
2: right? Yeah, they will like buy pre rolls and like smoke like three quarters of it. And, like I didn't like this, and it's like come on, man. like, <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> yeah, like right? Has, like, I have to catch it so sometimes. My mind will still flash
4: back to like. You know, like street days where it's like, are you fucking serious, dude? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Now, the reason I said that is because like a couple weeks ago, I was in a dispensary and there was a lady in there, very similar to how you're describing her. And she was uh, arguing that the prepackaged amounts that she was getting was not 3.5 grams. She was saying that she got 2.7 grams and she was supposed to get 3.5 grams. So she was flipping her shit while I was in there. (laughs) Oh, wow. Over an eighth. But yeah.
2: Cool cool yeah they'll find shit they'll find like ways like where it's like shit that you know that you can't disprove you know what i mean they'll be like like they'll they'll get they'll get in the car they'll get home and they'll be like well this cartridge was uh half smoked or half empty it's like why why didn't you know what i mean it's like no but you know they try to do that shit so it's like weird to have to deal with that with fucking weed bro like i never thought i would have to do that like with weed because right. uh, before it would just be like, well, guess who doesn't ever get sold to again? You know what I mean? Now right. it's like, yeah, there's managers involved and shit. It's fucking weird, man. It's a whole enterprise. <laughs> oh, it is. It absolutely is. It's a, it's a whole thing, man. A lot of personalities that come with it. What, when when you had first uh, smoked your first time, what was that like for you?
1: So actually, I'll tell that, that story. Was it and with me? I think you may have been there. Yeah, it was the three of us, actually. Yeah. And Brandon. <laughs> Yeah, um, oh, okay, this would be
2: great. So this works
1: out perfectly. I, I have to give a backstory first. So, of course, I grew up United Pentecostal with apostolic uh, doctrine. So it's basically like a cult. <laughs> you know, like you can't wear shorts. You got to wear t shirts. You can't wear sleeveless shirts. As far as the men are concerned, you have to keep, you know, shave facial hair can't like swim with girls or do any activities with girls that would cause them to have to be like in revealing clothing or anything like that. Like just a bunch of, that's just like the men's side, the women, they don't cut their hair, don't wear makeup, don't wear jewelry, da da da. Men don't wear jewelry. Yada, yada. So yeah, I basically lived my life like that. Can't listen to secular music. Can't watch secular movies, all that type of stuff. I lived my life like that till I was like 16. So like my, my childhood, even though I had like secular friends and went to public school, Like it was kind of this constant conflict of like, oh, this is everything, everything bad equals you going to hell immediately. You know, it was just, it was, there was no gray areas.
4: Right. It's psychologically attached to all that. Right. So as
1: I started getting out and playing music when I was like 18 or so, like outside of school functions and going to shows and stuff like that is where I started to get experiences with stuff like this or that. So first time I had a drink, I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. So I had a very similar instance when it came to with weed, although I felt myself kind of hanging off on that one for the longest time because, you know, you're ingrained in your mind to think that weed is this gateway drug. And that's how it was marketed for years, a part of, you know, some of the campaigns that were taking place specifically by the Tabasco industry.
3: I thought you'd said the Tabasco industry. I was thinking that (laughs) big, big, spicy... Spicy my sauce. My inability to talk something. I after. might have said
1: Tabasco. Who knows? I love the tobacco industry. But yeah. Uh, Tabasco sauce was
3: <laughs> attacking us. And I do put <laughs> hot
1: sauce on everything. So there's that.
3: Yeah. Fuckers.
1: But yeah. So like I just thought I would just always like stayed away from it because I was like always afraid of being like people that I knew in my life that, you know, yeah, they smoked weed, but then they went on to do harder things. And it's like, it's not that. You know, whenever I smoked the first time, I was just like, well, this isn't so bad, first off. You know, this isn't what people are making it out to be, you know, so that, that right there, just like, I I just wanted to do it again and again, and again, (laughs) so yeah, that's the simplest way to put it, but it certainly is not the prejudice that gets built up around it and, and and the things that you've heard over the years without question. So that's kind of my first experience. It was kind of, I guess maybe the most simple, simplest way to put it was like, I had these blinders on. And that experience kind of widened my worldview in some respects, you know?
3: Yeah, makes sense.
1: But uh, yeah, I was with Brandon and Josh and we were in our shitty ass apartment. and
3: Yeah, I just watched them. I didn't. I think you Yeah, guys... Brandon
1: had nothing to do with it. He's a good Christian boy.
3: I'm still looking forward to my first, uh, what you call a spliff. <laughs> <laughs> what are these things you call spliffs, sirs? Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that eight years from now. Yeah. No particular reason, of course. One day, son. One day, yeah.
2: my child. <laughs> start, we'll start you at the CBDs.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, the CBDs or hemp oil, if you will.
2: Yeah. The hempsters.
3: Nothing wrong with that. Bert, when was the first time that you
1: smoked?
2: My first time I smoked, I was 13. Oh, wow. Damn. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I smoked by myself, actually. I remember I was going through my, my parent my mom's drawers looking for change. So I was going to go to 7-Eleven. So I was looking for some change to pillage. And I found this fucking dugout that had like weed in it. And I didn't know how to use it at first, you know? So I was like, I I probably wasted a lot of this weed trying to, you know, figure out, how to, <laughs> yeah. you know, which end to smoke and how to do it. But like, once I finally got it, I was high for a really fucking long time, like, like way too long. (laughs) Like, you know, and, uh, so, and I didn't really know how to act. And so like my mom came home and I'm by myself and I didn't really have anybody to like base it off of. So I just like, She's like, hey, how's it going? And I just kind of like slid past her and went out on my porch and grabbed my skateboard and just took off. And uh, <laughs> that's what I remember about my first time. I was like just ditching the house because I was like. Oh, if fuck, I stay quiet, fuck, she
1: fuck. won't see me. Maybe she won't know.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just might as well just run. <laughs> Josh, what was your first experience like? Um, first time I smoked was with our mutual friend, Tony. Of course, we uh, we bought a small little bag off of a friend from high school and uh, went to a party and got really drunk, which, which was a terrible idea. Got like really like almost blackout shit face drunk and then. Was in my friend's bedroom and they decided to turn the lights off and they have one of those what do you call them like a uh, flashing lights
1: like a strobe light
4: yeah like a strobe light. oh fuck
1: me yeah, <laughs> yeah. and we I got don't think you have
4: the that's lights anyway. city for me man exactly we were drunk and then we smoked and it was bad it was a bad experience but then uh, the funnier part of this whole story was is we still had more weed left and we had it in like a little pinner it was like a tiny little joint and Tony had a Volkswagen Bug at that time and <laughs> I don't know if you know this about Volkswagen Bugs but they all have a vase in them right by the blinker where the steering wheel is and that's for flowers and every bug is made that way. They all have them. Yeah. So our dumbass is driving home that night, decided to put that pinner in that vase in there right there by the steering wheel and go into his house and crash out. While his mom worked at the prison, she woke up the next morning and took his car to work and comes stormed in the house with a fucking joint in her hand and kicks up in the door. And she's like, says his full name. She's like, get out of bed. What is this? And he fucking leans up and he's like, you know, all hung over and fucking shitty. And he's like, looks like a joint. She's like, I know it's a fucking joint, motherfucker. Why do you have a fucking joint? The whole time I'm rolling, dude, I'm in the corner just laughing. She looks at me and she goes, and if you keep laughing, I'm calling your fucking mom, too. And I was like, oh, God, dude. I was like, don't call my mom because it was like a big, no <laughs> then. You know what I yeah. mean? So, but yeah, we were young. I think we were 16. So that was a memorable experience for me.
1: And bring that up to present day that now that your mom is a regular uh, cannabis, medical yep. cannabis patient. Yeah, her so.
4: and her uh, fiance, they grow. They're, you know, they, they yeah. have their cultivator license and uh, they're both medical patients. So, yeah, they do it hard, man. They go hard.
3: If only people would just do that. <laughs> maybe there would be, you know, not less Karens, obviously, as we've learned today. But maybe if more Republicans smor- smoked more of that or just went to heroin instead, uh, we wouldn't have so many problems. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So start at heroin. And then, uh, you know, if they can overcome that, they might work develop. your way back. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I, I, then, I would uh,
1: really prefer that yeah, they start exactly. with fentanyl. I hear fentanyl's a really good, good way it's, to start. It's raging
3: these days. It's Man. raging. That's what the kids call it, right, (laughs) Raisin? Yeah, mix
1: it with your CBDs.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It is funny, though, that, you know, there is a lot of states that are recreational and, you know, medical and stuff, but you're still seeing these big media corporate, like, companies that are tied to government uh, entities reporting stories about you know concentrates being dangerous and you know it's it's funny how you still see the right on which i mean i can agree if somebody's messing with some stuff that they don't know what they're messing with like where they call it tentacure and stuff like that i'm sure you can get into some situations sure. but not to the extent It's kind of. of a
2: fine line, man. Honestly, with that one, because you want there to be like a standard of quality for sure, where you know that people are like making it safely, and they're not gonna like put in any kind of like solvent or some shit, to fuck somebody up. Like these guys yeah. that
4: are making it at home on their stove and shit.
2: But also, you don't want to have too much overreach for their, like, you know, actually having more of a say in your product either. Right. You know, you want to have it kind of at that level. So that's what the, you know, the, the whole problem is with the whole industry, really. I mean, is everything is such a give and take on like just every small detail between state and federal that like it makes anything impossible to get accomplished really like
1: and then now we we're in 30 plus states now that either it's legal recreationally or medically as well so i you know i've obviously the tide's starting to turn as far as the prejudices with related to that and up for ballot in several states coming up in on election terms whether for recreational or medical you know so in missouri right now Medical's legal, right at two full years of it now. Yeah. Going on. And uh, we, we actually have recreational on the ballot for right. November. So fucking get it. Yeah. So yeah. If you don't
2: vote on this, you're a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm.
3: I just want to point out that uh three different now Bert has smoked from three different things on this podcast. <laughs> He's about to make a four. I'm counting.
2: Shit, baby. That's just the- <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: gonna I'm gonna make it a I'm going to make a am uh, gonna make a a drinking game out of this uh, yeah, <laughs> every,
2: every time I smoke you have to drink
3: yeah he's gonna just keep pulling up
1: more and more absurd items to smoke from so just so, uh,
2: <laughs> a
3: high heel it's gonna be a high heel <laughs> next and then it's gonna be a fucking a human baby a human <laughs>
1: baby you guys never a free base off of a baby
3: <laughs> third time this week man <laughs> you are in Montgomery Alabama so there's that <laughs> they're just everywhere <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: it's the perfect paraphernalia even still yet today though there, there's still some prejudice behind it and it seems to you know the majority of, i think they even took a poll to see here in missouri where they're at with going to recreational and it was like well above the 56 percentile so if you're talking about like that in any election that's considered a landslide
4: i can't remember yep. the exact statistics but i'm pretty sure the medical marijuana vote was the largest Passing, largest passing... Measure ballot, measure ballot measure that's yeah. passed since like the seventies in Missouri with the largest approval from citizens. So right. that's, a good, I think like for, that's so. a good
1: forecast for 60%. That's a
4: good forecast for the recreational for
2: me. Well, if you really sit and think about like people that, you know, in general, like even if you're thinking about like people, your parents age, like really think about it. Like you probably know more people that smoke than you really don't at this point. And so, or at least have for sure, or at least have, or, you know, and are, you know, actually like open to it, you know? So, I mean, a lot of times it's just a matter of like getting people out to vote and actually showing those real numbers. Right.
3: Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Well, we're in also the second satanic panic right now. Basically, <laughs> without question, in our time, and I think a lot of that flack comes for look, you're smoking weed, you can't be like everybody else. Oh, look at all these satanic symbols all over, and the meantime they don't realize that we do it just to fucking piss them off, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I believed in Satan and then didn't believe in Jesus, I'd be kind of just, just as, as equally bad as stupid, them. Right. right? Yeah, right. absolutely.
1: Yeah. And uh you know, there's there's a rising agnostic front as well as atheist front in this country too and that has a lot to do with it so they're looking for blame they being the the folks evangelicals you know christians conservatives if you will paint them all with the same brush because they're they're usually all the same thing right uh or in some some shade thereof but you know the majority
4: of millennials are agnostic or atheists and i think the ruling class is just more fearful of yeah, losing power to that than anything. Well, that's
1: that's a lot of what's going on, you know. Exactly. Especially when it comes to, in particular, like Mexican Americans, you know, right. like the, yeah. there's many forecasts that you know within our lifetime, that 30 percent of the United States population is going to be uh, Latina in some way.
4: Good, we'll get some shit done. Absolutely, the, the
1: hardworking folk, Absolutely. unlike us whiteies.
3: <laughs> Amen. The only thing that's pretty crazy, I saw this uh, statistic the other day, is there's. A large, large portion of Hispanics in this country have gone Republican. Uh, And I've seen it. Yeah, which uh, is on my own side. That is odd. Which is very, very strange considering. It's so funny. My ex-wife's father, his parents illegally came into the country and had, you know, to get him over here, got him citizenship. And then he's like, keep the immigrants out. You got to. You know you gotta make it legal you gotta i'm like
2: you see that pretty commonly here um i know especially like here in albuquerque where like you know that's like the like the dominant population here and but there is a pretty like we're we're pretty blue for the city for the most part but the state in general like uh has a pretty like republican population in a lot of places and you wouldn't think that, but like a lot of times, too, it seems like it's kind of in queue with older folk as well. Sure. Cause I'm noticing yeah. like younger people are still like, just like, you know, with the trend, still leaning more, you know, right, left, like liberally um, within voting and you know in general
4: here product of the culture too like of these people being trying to intermesh themselves in the culture and trying to fit in and not trying to be you know what i mean yeah are it's you,
2: kind of
1: like
4: yeah.
3: a culture appropriation
1: right exactly
4: I mean. are they saying okay well we're just going to do with what everybody in in our community does because we don't want to be the oddball out you know what i mean does you think it kind of
3: seems like a stockholm syndrome more so hard for
4: me to say because i'm not actually like a part of that community but i will say
2: like if i if, if it were black people uh acting like that I would definitely not be cool uh, about <laughs> really? it. I would have you know yeah. some some you know uncool things to say about it just because that's my fucking people. Right. right. So exactly. I, I mean I can't right. really say too much about anybody mm-hmm. else's you know just for sake of you know I live here and I'm not going to have everybody beat the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I hear you. Yeah.
2: But uh, you know I I it's kind of interesting though to say like I said but like you know like most of the younger people like I said are I know here definitely more on the. On the liberal end of the spectrum.
1: Well, let's tie it. Let's tie it into you a little bit more personally, Bert, because you were you lived quite a bit of your life in the middle area, in and of itself. Oh yeah. And you know, as being a young black man in the area, I'm sure that there was a lot of prejudice that you ran into. You know, especially if you were any suspicion of you smoking marijuana or the marijuanas or having all of the marijuanas.
2: <laughs> oh, dude, all the time. Uh, I remember like a lot. Of the time, like, I was always the one, like you know, everybody, like, assumed, like, I sold weed, you know, because I fucking did, you know, so. <laughs> 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 so but, you know, that was fine, you know. <laughs> it was fine. It was uh, fine. No, it wasn't. No, fucking, it sucked. I mean, it yeah. fucking absolutely sucked. But that part on the other end of it, though, I was just a lot smarter of it on that end because everybody else down there seemed to network a lot together as far as, like, everything they got. Like, there'd be, like, one person would get something from... You know, somebody in St. Louis, they got something from somebody in California, you know, and then that person in St. Louis would get that. So, you know, like six or seven people and fucking, you know, they'd get it six or seven people in Farmington and like, you know, five or six people in Cape Girardeau, you know. And so then all that shit from like all that, you know, so that's a lot of people tied to you should something, you know happen to somebody you know right right and so it was just smarter just to not fucking do that and so i know what i was doing is i was actually just doing everything myself and i'm just going to take a break just real quick to say yeah i can say this kind of stuff because it's past the statute of limitations i checked on <laughs> it before right we're good guys fuck <laughs> you <we're> heads <laughs> yeah but yeah and so i mean with that like it was just like it was just a matter of just being smart really than anything else i mean like yeah i mean everybody's gonna be looking at me know matter what because i was like you know like one of the few
1: like Minorities,
2: black dudes in town, you know, is like, you know, pretty well known, you know. So, obviously, like, there's gonna be eyes on me no matter what, but it's just a matter of just like being smart about, like, you know, what I have on me when who's, you know, looking. Right.
1: So, yeah. And I know that, you know, <laughs> this is yeah a lightweight story by comparison than anything that you could bring to the table. But, you know, I just like I had many black friends and minorities, you know, going through school and stuff. But our, all of our mutual friend, Ridge, one time he was in the car with me and we were, in fact, on our way to we were we had a house that we were renting in Port Hills and we were on our way to Deloitte's Walmart. And like, I had to work the next day, which wasn't unusual for us to party or through the night. And i get, like, two hours of sleep and i go to work Bye. in the morning. We got pulled over in Park Hills by the police. And they, of course, kept referring to him as, like, the Mexican. And, <laughs> what
2: the fuck? Yeah. Dude, I don't even know why like, I, that's even surprising to me, though, like, at all. Like, um, Park it's, Hill's like, 20 police, degrees
1: man. outside. It was close to this time of the year. It was, like, 20 degrees outside at night. And we were, like, both wearing, like, gym shir- shorts and uh, hoodies. And they were like reaching inside of our pants and stuff. And they made Ridge like damn near get down into his undies and shit. And like was, and then they kept saying that we threw shake out of the car, which we had nothing on us whatsoever, but they were just trying to get a reason to start searching the car. And I had absolutely nothing in my car, like other than a toolbox. Like, so there was nothing to even look at, you know, whatsoever. They were, but probing. Yeah, they were probing pretty hard.
0: Yeah. And yeah. once
1: they didn't find anything, we get back in the car. And they Now, mind you, they call the shit over, you know, uh, the police scanner and everything. So everybody in the community that has a police scanner is hearing this, of course.
3: I got one Mexican and one white boy. Yeah. Coming down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The white boy looks scared.
1: They end up writing me a speeding (laughs) ticket for going five over because they just wanted to stick it to me as much time as they spent with us and didn't find anything. And then proceeded to tell me, now listen, boys, if you got any weed on you, you know, you got a little little quarter on you, something like that. We don't care. We're just trying to get the heroin and the meth out of here. So if you guys know anything about that, you know, uh, fuck, uh, dude, you just let really us know it, and we'll it, let you slide. And I was like, you, pu- I was like, you pulled me over for weed they, because you thought I had weed, yeah. and then they claimed I had shake in the floorboard, which was crushed up leaves because it was fall.
3: Yeah, you know, no, 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 like, no, no, man, that's- overreach.
1: But that I think that leads us into another story too that Bert reminded me of earlier today, and that's the Dupree story that happened in this area, which wasn't wasn't too far from the, about that time that that took place with the and, weasel
4: prosecutor.
1: Yeah, with the weasel-ass prosecutor Jared Meherin, who I think is pretty popular. Yeah,
4: dude, suck my dick, dude. Absolutely. Dude, Jared
1: it was a brother and sister, you know, the, the, the priests were, and there was like national articles even written about them. Huffington Post covered it. Yeah. Uh, Newsweek, I think there was an article there. I mean, you can just Google it. It's pretty well known in this area outside of that, but you know, they tried to essentially law enforcement tried to paint this brother and sister who had an apartment together as running a major operation. When, you know, you actually look at the itemization, the inventory that they had in their homestead, it was it wasn't really that bad <laughs> as the, you know, prosecution was trying to make it out to be and law enforcement was trying to make it out to be. And furthermore, uh what charges they ended up with and and having to serve, at least initially end on paper, what they what the ultimate ruling was was much worse than the offenses that somebody would take for like drunk driving. Right. Or, you know, something that's kills way more people in this country than marijuana does. Right. Without
2: question, yeah, they said manslaughter charge with uh drunk driving would have got you a fifteen year charge. Yeah, and you know they got charged more than that for a completely victimless crime. So
1: yeah, right. and that's that's manslaughter of drunk driving. You have to think about that. You know that's it's it's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's uncalled for. Right. You know, and again, it all it all goes back kind of into the classifications of weed and where it's been at. So. You know, we finally made some major progress toward the end of the Obama administration. Whenever you know he scheduled it lower on the scale with the FDA, but you know Trump came in and, and reversed that almost immediately with Jeff Sessions, and they made it on par with heroin as far as scheduling classification again. Yeah, and which is absurd. Absolutely you know. absurd. It, yeah. There's no, they are not the same drug. They're nowhere near similar to each other outside of the exception that you know they both create an excess chemically of dopamine. You know, in your brain, as far as the chemical effect that takes place, but other than that, there's really no relation.
3: Wouldn't you think that they'd want to keep us fucking high?
1: (laughs) Well, that's that's what I would think. You know, keep them sedated. You know, that's kind of yeah.
3: Keep them fucking like sitting on their couch, like what they perceive getting high as. But a lot of it
1: has to do, like yes, there is some religious, (laughs) you know, taboos tied to it, but it's more about, especially people at that level, the tobacco industries are in their pocket, right? And the tobacco industries. Which you would think would not, you know, be turned down to it because you know you think well, then just the tobacco industries can get into it. But tobacco industries make their money on tobacco, and so I actually just saw this this recent article here: tobacco consumption is down thirty percent almost now Good. In, in the most recent study. So not only are less people smoking, but obviously with basically the illusion was that with more legalization and access to marijuana legally, that people are not going to consume cigarettes or at least nearly as much which is pretty fair. You know, there's also this other front of, you know, you have to address, you know, vaping's become a little bit more convenient and popular. A lot of places have ruled smoking out of their institutions, you know, restaurants, bars, that sort of stuff. So it's ultra inconvenient even more so nowadays. And the fact that just like everybody's more educated about smoking tobacco and all the bullshit that they put in it. It'd be one thing if you're growing a tobacco plant in your yard, drying the plant yourself and smoking it versus what you're getting manufactured from, you know, Philip Morris or whoever the fuck the, you know, major manufacturer is nowadays when it comes to tobacco in particular. but
3: I think it's still Philip Morris, yeah.
1: To walk this back around to marijuana, though, is that, you know, again, as it's becoming more legal and, and those prejudices and walls are starting to be knocked down, people are starting to realize that it is an alternative to what, you know, like for me, for example, I used to smoke cigarettes and a lot of smoking cigarettes was a stress relief for me in particular. Yeah. It was extremely minor. It worked, Absolutely. but it was almost kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way, because, you know, a part of nicotine withdraw an addiction is that you would get even more anxious and nervous if you would go long periods without. So, you know, for somebody who has anxiety, such as myself, you know, it like it does it would it doesn't really help you actually in the long run. It feels like it does in the short term, but it really doesn't. So like whereas something with with regards to medical cannabis or legal recreational cannabis in particular, those are alternatives that people don't realize to such ailments, depression, insomnia you know, anything like that, you know, they give it to cancer patients for if I they don't have an appetite <laughs> and, and, and help with tumors and things of that, oak. Yeah. you know, there's lots of amazing studies surrounding more specifically like special needs folks and helping them in particular, you know, people with rheumatoid arthritis. I mean, there's such a wide span of things that marijuana is good for.
2: Right. And uh, women actually, uh, too, women's health. I mean, a lot of Absolutely. times people forget, you know, like when we're thinking about you know, medical issues, like, women are severely, like, overlooked, like, as far as, like, pain that comes, like, you know, like, monthly, like, right. you know, with um, with menstrual situations. We have a lot, like, you know, like, cramps, endometriosis, things like that. Right, And so we actually have a lot of options as far as, you know, help with that, too, that a lot of people don't have, like, you know. So that's one thing that's been, like, really helpful for a lot of people, too, that, like, that's the only relief they've ever gotten. So, you know, that's a big part, too, that people, like, uh, send to Overlook.
1: And uh, whenever you say we have options, you know. Another thing that folks don't realize, you know, whenever I was just a kid and just getting a fucking joint where I could get one, quite frankly, <laughs> I wasn't worried about what strain it yeah. was. It was or, dirt weed, maybe. You know, most of it was <laughs> yeah, what we like, would yeah, nowadays yeah. call dirt weed. Yeah, right, Reggie, for example. But yeah. the also the just the odd thing of us talking about this too, you know, we have to think like I don't know if many people realize this, but our country literally was built on hemp plants. You know, George Washington yeah. himself, he was a hemp farmer. Uh, the king actually made a mandate to the colonists to grow more hemp here. That was a part of the industry that built, like that was literally what our country was built on was hemp plants. And people don't realize that, you know? So it's like even more absurd that we have to like make a case for it. You know, (laughs) I, I just find the whole situation absurd. You know, we, we took such steps backwards.
3: Well, they were, it's because Barrett, 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 they were trying to listen Hemp plants were a good gateway drug to guns. You know, you sell your hemp plants and then you get your yep. guns. That's all George Washington was concerned about.
1: If you would have put it like that, then everybody would be down now because it's guns, yeah. guns, guns, right? Hey, everybody you want a joint
3: with, free joint with a fucking pistol?
1: Here's an AR-15 with the pre-roll.
2: You get the CBDs yeah, he, and then you bear arms. <laughs>
1: But, you know, I was I was starting to make this point, which I didn't want to forget about the fact that obviously we've got such a rich history when it comes to cannabis and we're going to litter some of that in here more and more. But, you know, you've got different strains that focus in on different ailments. So, you know, you can really start the conversation with, you know, the sativa side of things and the indica side of things. And then there's hybrids, but then there's certain strains of those breakdowns. Yeah, and- that treat certain ailments or or whatever the affliction might be in particular. And obviously the effects of the quote unquote high are different from different strains as well. But, you know, let's say somebody does come into your dispensary, Bert, and they say it is a woman in a situation with like menstrual cramps or whatever the case is. Like, what are the type of strains you guys are usually uh, referring to folks in those situations?
2: I'm not going to say where I work because...
1: No, I understand.
2: pay me to. Uh, Where I work, I'm lucky enough to have, like, we test every single batch that we get in of every single flower. So, and we grow our own. And so we have every single terpene profile is going to be different, just like a fucking fingerprint, man. They're all completely different from each other. And usually you can have ones that'll usually be pretty similar. You know, usually keep the same terpene profile, but sometimes they'll just completely jump around. So... What I always look at is, like, say if somebody comes in with, like, they're, you know, they're having pain, I'm going to recommend something that's going to be high in mercine Hell yeah. Uh, if I, if this, somebody has, or, like, or pining, you know, uh, or if somebody, you know, is having, you know, if they're depressed, I'm going to represent, you know, have them do something high in, like, Limonene, where it's going to be, like, a nice uplifting, you know, feeling. You know, if you're, if you're fucking, uh, if you're having GI symptoms, if you got inflammation, I'm going to get, you know, B-caryophyllene. You know, it's usually going to be found in most of the indicas. It smells like black pepper. Hell yeah. You know, it's just, it just kind of depends, man. So, depending on the situation, we got, like, pretty much something for almost everything, man. There's stuff, there's something called uh, humulin, Um that's actually good for, if you don't want to overeat. Mm-hmm. That's one, So uh, smoke something with humuline in it. If you want something that is going to fucking, like, clear out your, like, you know, your nasal sinus, your, <coughs> your nasal passages and shit. Yeah. Like sinus congestion. Osamine, man. Like, you should find that in some of the sativas. Like, it's just kind of all over the place. So if you, like, if you go to, like, especially if you go to a medical dispensary and you talk to somebody, they should know this shit. Um... And really just ask about terpenes and if nothing else, dude, just look online. Like there's a lot of cool like Leafy. literature online and stuff just about terpenes and stuff. They're in everything. And so it's pretty fucking cool. And especially if like you kinda like wanna get down into the like the sciencey part of it, it breaks down pretty fucking cool. So like I mean you could learn a lot
4: in new mexico like is it kind of a similar situation in missouri is it like a lot of hybrids that are like dominant like t- sativa dominant indica dominant like it seems like the hybrid game is like taking over flower in missouri like there's no it's it kind hard of depends to find oh man like our our place is a little
2: different than a lot of the places here like where i'm at it's kind of more like a boutique situation like for real like you walk in it looks like a fucking spa Like, but, like, so ours, like, we don't even have them labeled as, like, Indica and Sativa. They are Indica, Sativa, but they're labeled fucking relaxing and uplifting. Because, you know, like, we're not going to have to, A, explain to old people all the fucking time goddamn differences. And then, B, you know, it's just easier to, like, like, take away, like, Sativa-leaning hybrid or Indica-leaning hybrid and just, like, you know, put them into the categories.
1: Put it in layman's terms exactly, for yes, you know, the, the, the general consumption. Say.
2: Which actually is a pretty decent idea, I mean, because, like... But, you like, what you're saying, you're right, though. It is, like, everything at this point generally, like, is, some, is basically a hybrid at this point. You're right. Like, hybrids have taken over the game. I mean, like, there's just, like, everything you breed... You're crossbreeding so much different shit to just make all these new and awesome strains. So, like, really, it's just, like... It's just anybody's game at this point man like and it's kind of it's it's fucking awesome like I mean I do love but at <laughs> the same time though it's like you're getting we're getting like some greedy shit worked into it too you know now sure. we're getting like a lot of greedy motherfuckers out there like look into who you're giving your money to too
4: yeah that's like me uh there's like this state i I actually shop at somebody that has a pro like has is a family-owned license in this state whereas they're one of the last ones in the state that is privately owned by a family. Everybody else is a major corporation, usually a national chain. You know what I mean? So I always try to make sure to support those mom and pop places as much as I can because I actually trust them guys. Well, it's
1: a boot. They also try to bring in a lot of native strains to Missouri specifically. So, yeah, you know, like they will actually purchase from places such as a proper or a flora farms or whatever. the. Case well, I think
4: is. legally they cannot buy cannabis outside of state lines right now. So mm-hmm. everything has to be grown inside the state. I think you can get seeds, but I think anything
2: you harvest has to be grown there, I believe.
1: Right. But th- that's my point is that they just oh, buy you're saying, I got you. Yeah, here in Missouri. They don't grow themselves, at least that I'm aware of. Right. Like they don't have the real estate for it there. Yeah. is They don't they don't bring in seeds from outside of the state. Right. Like yeah. Everything is strictly Missouri money, Missouri right. businesses cycling right. inside of Missouri, particularly at this dispensary here in town. Yeah. But they also aren't paying us, so we're not going to name them Right, exactly.
4: They're not paying us, so. <laughs> exactly. Don't need drop that shit so you see that fucking check. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: Comes at a price, though, so man. You know, you guys are all selling your souls right now, and I'm just over here thinking, when's he going to like cut a baby's head off and stick it <laughs> on his asshole? Or when's he going to start floundering like the thing with like little tendrils We
1: do that before we smoke the joints. So that's already happened. Yeah, you weren't it, on the it's call. I in my
3: whole the whole time.
2: Oh <laughs> <I'm just, I'm laughs> my God. That's crazy, man.
3: So Bert, how long have you been
1: in uh the industry now?
2: Uh actually like about a year and a half. I just uh I just, you know I shot through it pretty quick, man. I promoted twice, you know, about, you know, coming up on three times, just like, it's something that, you know, like one of those things, like where people, like, if you're really passionate about it and like, you find a good place that really values, like, you know, hard work, the culture, you know, like the bullshit that people pretend to fucking do. Right. Yeah. It can be cool. Cause like, to like, not to, you know, to be a dick or anything, but I'm making like Legally, like I'm making more money than I've ever made before. Like the last time I made this much money is when I was selling weed before. Like <laughs> yeah. so, and so now I'm just legit. Right. And so it's nice. I mean, so it's something really, if like you like, if you really want to get in there now, I would say now is the time to really start learning and try to like before you guys go fucking wreck. If you guys go recreational. Start learning now. Get, like, as much information as you can. Start getting those fucking feelers out. Start applying to shit now so that way you can get your foot in the door. So that way as soon as that shit opens up, dude, you'll be able to fucking fly through these fucking... uh,
4: Yeah, the economic impact of recreational is going to be huge for the state.
1: Well, uh, Colorado, which actually f- reported their first year in a, a loss of revenue from marijuana sales was last year. But that's also because it's accessible elsewhere. Right. And not as many people are vacation to Colorado specifically because of legal recreational there right. and so on and so forth. But nonetheless, but just I remember that first year. I think it was, whenever they reported what they received in tax dollars based on marijuana sales alone. And every state's jaws dropped to the floor. Oh yeah, they had a surplus of money. They had a surplus of money that they had to actually issue back refunds, didn't they, Brandon?
3: Yeah, I think it was like one point five billion was made in the state of Colorado the first year. I I'd have to check those numbers for sure, but that sticks out in my mind. Yeah, you were living there at the time.
2: They put it into the school system, man. Like that's as cool as like a lot of these, you know, the
1: which we could benefit from here for sure.
2: Absolutely. The tax revenue from the schools. And so, you know, so that's awesome. And then, like, one thing people also need to think about, too, is, you know, there's a lot of people in fucking prison right now that are in there for the same bullshit. And so, like, you know, we're seeing a lot of these companies raking in millions, including the one I work for, so I can't say shit. But, you know, making in millions and millions of dollars a year, they should be, you know, Putting a little bit towards the, uh, you know, helping getting those people to take care of.
4: Yeah, it's it's a sad deal. Like I told Barrett, I think I told Barrett the story off camera before. But me and Ridge both worked at one of the prisons here in Missouri, and there there was a guy I knew at the one I worked at that was on his third strike. I guess he called it like it was a third felony, but it was it was marijuana. But it, I guess it was large enough to mount ca- to catch him a felony, and he got a really long sentence, dude. He's been in prison for years, and he's like in his forties. It's sad, man, over weed.
3: I just, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, it's beyond saying, obviously, we, none of us understand, but I, it, it's so crazy to me that such a harmless thing that would one would sit and just be in a form of ecstasy would just not, that doesn't harm you any more than a cigarette would. Actually, cigarettes would hurt you worse. Exactly. Absolutely. I don't know. It's just one of those unfathomable things.
4: It's hard to fathom, right? Right. I think it's just been like Barrett said earlier. It's just been so instilled into our culture as a negative thing for so long that it's like hard to get over that stigma. You know what I mean? Like we're finally starting to creep over that stigma. Well, whenever you
1: literally had campaign campaigns that were, you know, reefer madness. Yeah, reefer madness. uh, You know, poster campaigns, uh, well known to have been funded by the tobacco industry in and of itself. Right. And you know, it's, it's like some of the more important things to realize too is you know. Actually hashish oil was sold as a herbal and medical remedy to a lot of ailments. And there was even ads. I think it was like Vanity Fair, which has been around forever. You know, in the late eighteen hundreds was even the thing. Oh, there dude. was an ad for hashish oil. Look at
4: some of the bitters that some of these people sold, right. dude. They had like cocaine in them, amphetamines, oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. donkey piss. I mean, you name it, dude. They had it well, in the seventies was rampant I mean?
1: with it even still yet. You know, you have to think about in baseball, they used amphetamines constantly.
3: Right. Josh, I don't think Did you really can talk really? about donkey piss. I think Alex Jones cornered the market on that. You can't
1: talk oh, about shit.
2: that. Oh, shit. I don't Mercury know. He lost a lot of his copyrights.
1: <laughs> he lost them with those suits.
2: <laughs> in those defamation suits. Is the gay frog patent available? <laughs> I
1: think he lost that, too, in the defamation suit.
2: <laughs> I want the gay frog patent.
1: <laughs> Definitely. How do we make all the frogs gay?
3: I'll make an army of gay frogs. Alex Jones is pure
4: bitters.
1: But, you know, another thing kind of historically that happened as well is, you know, whenever the Great Depression came along, there was a lot of targeting of minorities in particular because, you know, a lot of people came up from Mexico and were making good on cannabis farms in particular. And that's really whenever the prohibition of cannabis really kicked into high gear was post Great Depression in particular, you know, and there started to be. Some, you know, actual federal rulings and things of that decade by decade getting clamped down more and more and more over the years. And eventually, and again, a a part of what we talked to, you know, tobacco campaigns in particular and tobacco, you know, that's one of the biggest industries that's in our government's pocket has been for some oh, yeah. time. You know, you talk about all the tobacco lobbyists and so on and so forth. It's one of my main arguments I for mean, getting
4: rid of, rid of lobbying in Washington. Absolutely.
1: Which is a good precursor for ATI podcast for president coming up in a few weeks, FYI, <laughs> uh, as well as this discussion today, but it's just, people need to understand that actually what, what their prejudices are probably and largely of marijuana cannabis is been created by the government yeah. in particular. And the tobacco industry in particular, and yes, there is a religious segment of, of it. But these things are so intertwined in everybody's life, so interconnected that really, you know, you can really draw draw the finger points back to those campaigns we changing, talked about.
4: Changing too, though, because to an extent, because like it should be, yeah, it should. But we talked about you talked about it being a good treatment for cancer. My dad actually passed away in May of this year, you know, from colon cancer. He was sent home on a Friday. He died on a Sunday. Sent home on a Friday on hospice. Died on a Sunday. So he didn't make it very long. But my dad used to be a partier back in the day, drank, smoked weed, did some uppers, had some good times. Um, But then he found God, became religious, was a very religious man there towards the end of his life, him and his wife. Actually, I talked him into letting me give him um, an edible on the second day he was home from hospice. And dude, we he didn't take any morphine, no pain medications no, no, in nothing. The only thing he ate that whole day was that edible. And it was like the best gift that we could have got because he was having fun. He was cracking jokes. He was winking. He was grabbing my stepmom and hugging her, you know, my nephew, you know.
1: Well, you said the religious tides. Oh, yeah. So,
4: you know, she even she because she is like hardcore religious, you know, and even she was like, you know, I'm so grateful for that day. Thank you for that. You know what I mean? Yeah he was about it too because he was just trying to get any kind of relief that he could so i was like dad just trust me you know you're dying just trust me let me help you you know what i mean so
2: well i mean really it's it's a culture war man because i mean at the end of the day it can be medicine like in a situation like that or it can be just for like a good time like how we're sitting around right now enjoying it or you know how i mean how i'm sitting around right now enjoying it (laughs) we (laughs) pre-gamed you know i mean like it just kind of depends on like how people like need to be tolerant of what other people are going to be using it for. However, on that note, I will say, I hate those fucking like fake stunner dudes. I hate people like, oh, if you yeah. make your fucking personality about fucking weed, you get on my fucking nerves too. So oh, fuck you too. I just wanted to throw that in there too real quick. Cause that's annoying shit. Be a person.
1: I've always taken this strong opinion. and I'm sure that Brandon and I have had this discussion, Josh and I've had this discussion. And that is there are some people that have no business smoking weed. Yeah. And I don't think that weed, as actually a recent study shows, necessarily makes a person less ambitious. But if you have no ambition, it's not going to help you get ambition.
2: Absolutely. No, it's going to give you an excuse. Exactly Exactly. right.
1: Exactly right.
3: It's going to make you feel cool around a bunch of fucking preteens that just learned about weed. And
1: these occasional people that you hear about, too, that they were hooked on weed or hooked on marijuana. That's a bunch of horse shit too. Yeah. Jesus it is not addictive.
2: It's not going to make or break you. It might spark an idea, but, I mean, that's not going to be your whole creative force, because if it is, you're fucked. Right.
1: Exactly right. Again, you know, again, this is about breaking down some of those, those incorrect preconceived notions about... You know cannabis and what it is, and you know there's of course different different forms that we've kind of alluded to here and there. You know, hashish, the the traditional flower. There's there's vape oils, edibles. You know, yeah. So
3: there's a lot of different ways to consume. That's number five, everybody. Number you can five. actually.
2: <laughs> I've got other stuff, but I don't remember where it is.
1: <laughs> you don't have to prove a point. We believe you. <laughs> well, we know. Well, we know. <laughs>
2: I'll, fi- I'll try to find it, but I'll forget what I'm doing. Yeah, I hear you.
1: Now, this is a very real side effect, folks.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, this is the downside. <laughs> this is the worst of it. You're seeing
1: it. So let that let that be a lesson to you.
3: <laughs> yeah. Doo, doo, doo. This guy has just forgotten where his keys are. It must be Satan. <laughs>
2: He's possessed by the weed devil. Yeah,
3: the weed devils are
1: having devils influence.
2: He's think to jump out the window any moment. <laughs>
1: Bert, let's hear some more crazy stories that you've encountered there inside of the dispensary in and of itself, or just even, even in your previous uh black market activities that are outside of the statute of limitations.
2: <laughs> okay, uh I know that we had one we had one recently. This guy fucking he's an old guy, old couple comes in and this Actually happened to a coworker of mine. I just happened to be there and I couldn't, I wish it would happen to me. (laughs) So they come in as an older couple and they're just asking, you know, for just, you know, some information about, you know, trying different strains they are new to it. You know, their friend had referred them. They just got their medical card. And this was one of the girls I had uh, recently trained. And so I'm kind of just like, watching kind of from a distance like you know like a proud father yeah (laughs) you know like you got this and so not really paying that much attention and then uh, i go to the back for a second and i come up and like i see the other managers are up there so i'm like the hell happened there it turned out um (laughs) these guys uh pulled out like a bag of mushrooms oh like handed them to her and they're like well, what can you tell us about these? <laughs> and she's like,
1: you need to give around. them to me immediately.
2: Those I mean, in the back,
1: and uh, she's like, oh, those are having? dangerous.
2: Yeah, so she's like, well, these are very illegal. And get them back. <laughs> the situation fucking beautifully, dude. Uh, wow! But, like that situation was probably like the funniest thing that like I've ever had happen, just because like the way that she had handled it, like I didn't even realize that was what happened because she was so fucking calm about it. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, that's hilarious. I would have been like, oh, these are fucking rotten. Like, me, give me these. Don't ever eat these. Yeah, yeah. 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 take these out. Yeah, I'll <laughs> throw away for you, okay. Don't ever even ask about these again.
3: Go before the cops come. Go for before the cops come.
2: I'll cover for you as long as I can, just go. Yeah. <laughs> That's one man. Uh we get a lot of crazy homeless people uh trying to come in. And not like in like the the sad way, like in like the bad way. Yes, right? I, not like the like the like you know the I know exactly
1: what you're talking about. Down
2: in the like homeless people like the high on meth and like right. attacking the windows homeless people.
1: <laughs> right. Or bath salts or fentanyl. And so
2: it's sad because you know, like our one of our security guards is like 98 pounds. Ugh. Oh God. And I'm just like watching this poor guy at the door, like, all right, man. Have <laughs> <laughs> fun, bro. And there's a lot of people uh, that come in. Uh, I realize too that, you know, like a lot of people can't fucking read, man. So, I'm so like a lot of times, people trying to pronounce some of these strains is the funniest fucking shit because like. Pronounce shit that's like nowhere near like the strain. And so I was like, you gotta try not to fucking laugh or sometimes. You,
1: you know, mispronouncing things and people not being able to read. I got a little bit funny sidebar, but totally unrelated. So, like, this new. Domino's pizza that's out this, or not Domino's, excuse me, uh, Little Caesars pizza with this pepperoni on there. I kept telling my wife, I'm like, oh, they got this new focacta. F- they got this new focacta f- pizza out. Please tell me
4: she ordered a, <laughs> a focacta pizza. And she was
1: like, what? What? How? Uh, she's like, I don't, is that a type of cheese? And I'm like, it's called focacta. <laughs> <laughs> I kept telling that to her. <laughs> and it was the fanceroni. Fanceroni?
3: Fanceroni pizza. The fanceroni. Fanceroni.
1: It's, uh, it's like the, uh, we were talking it's about the this. Activity, the like cups the, up. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. It's got the little grease bowls. So you get to sip a little bit of a grease before you eat your pizza. It's fantastic. It's good though. It really is. I will say that, but <laughs> yeah, for cocktail pizza. Rather than the fancy running
3: I was in Italy for three years. I think that that's that's actually reputable. That's a good <laughs> word for it. Yeah. It
1: sounds it sounds it sounds very passable, doesn't it?
3: I <laughs> Wonder if Chris Pratt can do that whenever he's doing the Mario voice. Oh so,
1: God! What's some other wild stuff that you've encountered, Bert? Right there, outside of just old people mispronouncing stuff and bringing in shrooms and uh, the homeless trying to attack you. <laughs> yeah.
2: What's weirder than that?
1: What's weirder than that?
2: What's weirder than that? Uh, well, I remember in the old days. I remember like the weirdest thing I thought was like, you know, people would text me at like any time in the day and be like, "Hey, you up?" I'm like, "I'm obviously not up. It's like three in the morning, you know." So I'm like texting mm-hmm. in the morning, like you know, I wake up and there's like four other text messages like, "Hey, hello." guess you don't want to make $20. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, it's at fucking three o'clock in the morning. Oh, no, I don't want to make fucking $20, man. Like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> right. There's a lot of that. I thought that was funny. Uh, and also it was like funny and also sad. The amount of people like back then, like just if like you had like weed, the amount of people that would try to like, like the shit that people would try to like, Offer you for weed. They would act like it's like crack, dude. Yeah. They'd be like, dude, I'll let you hold this fucking like like I had somebody like one time like let me hold like a fucking tattoo gun and shit, like for for, like fucking like 20 bucks worth of fucking weed. And I was like, what the fuck you fucking crack? (laughs) I had somebody one time like like they gave they let me hold a bird as collateral. Oh my! They never God. fucking came back, and I, I had a fucking bird,
4: dude.
1: Just <laughs> <laughs> gave you a bird. It sounds like they unloaded a bird that they didn't want in the first place. The joke was really well, like, on "Hey, you.
4: give me some of that bud, <laughs> and I'll give you this bird, bud."
2: Well, I like the bird, so I think they're like, "Hey, man." <laughs> hey,
3: coming
1: from
2: yeah. the
3: law perspective, I, I believe there's a whole section of bird law out there.
2: Bird law, it is exactly. Yeah, absolutely. File that under bird law for sure. You might have to get
3: a bird lawyer, just a common bird
1: lawyer.
2: Yeah,
4: Harvey
1: Birdman. If only Somebody I could find a bird. Harvey Birdman.
4: <laughs> Attorney at <of> law, baby.
1: <laughs> I know, like some of the crazy stuff back in the day. Like, as far as you know, when you're a kid, I alluded to this earlier. Like, you don't know the difference between what you're getting, what you're not. But oh, I
4: had no idea what I was buying. My there, credit. there
1: comes a time that you do start to realize, though like the difference between quality and not quality so quite frankly kind of what that determination for us was at least is just you know passerby in the nights and you know just getting what we could when we could we started when i first had my first dank nug i remember that being a an entirely different experience
4: oh yeah when you get it's a big deal yeah yeah
1: absolutely and
4: that's one thing people don't understand about the industry today is like most people that are don't have any idea of what's going on they're thinking back from experiences from like when they were 16 in the 70s right. you know what i mean like weed has changed so much right. since then people right. have no idea that's what's funny dudes we get a lot of
2: people that come in like that that are fucking cocky yeah they're like best like back in the day like they like, you know people like right. like especially like, like the vietnam vets and shit like, back in the day, they used to be all cocky, like, smoking fucking weed and shit and listening to CCR. Right. And now they're, like, fucking, I like, about they come this in, weed. they're all cocky and shit, they're like, I got this, I used to smoke weed back in Nam. And then, like, dude, that was 3%. Like, this is fucking, like, this is, like, 33%. This will fucking <laughs> like, Like, dude, you'll fucking think you lost your arms, bro. Like,
1: I know that, like, uh, it's kind of like Reservation Dogs, if you've seen that show, <coughs> where, like, it's like the kids living on the Reservoir. Oh, a man, it's fantastic. Takio Waititi does it.
2: I think that was shot here. I think,
1: but there's a uh, there's a bit in there where they go to get their. Uh, it's one of the kids' his uncle to help him out, and he actually like grew weed, black market and shit sold on the reservation. And he buried some weed in the yard, and he forgot all about it. So he goes to get it out, but it's been like years, like tens Ugh. of years. Like I think it's like thirty year old weed or something like it's from the seventies. Like, yeah, and messed. he's getting it out and he's smoking it, and they finally take him to a dispensary for the first time, and it's almost an exact scenario that you just yeah. painted out. Like Vietnam vet comes in. And, like, he smokes a joint, and he, like, gets, like, legitimately high for the first time in decades because he's just been smoking on this, like, hoarded <laughs> dirt weed that he's had that he's been oh. carrying around trying to sell on the reservation.
4: There's so many great videos on YouTube, too, of, like, old people experiencing weed for the first time, man. It's great. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, a lot
2: of
4: them, too, they come of like,
2: aggressive about it. Like, they act almost like sometimes, like, they act like you're, like... Trying to check their like manhood or something. If you're like, are you sure? You know, and so I'm like, no, you know, like, that
3: generation, man. Yeah,
2: you sure you want this 35%? Give me the strongest one you got. And they leave, and I'm just like, all right, man, and have fun with the PTSD, right? Exactly,
4: <laughs> I'll go to the loony bin with you, brother. fired up, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, whatever, whatever they don't want to use the rest, just come back and, and make a donation directly to me,
4: yeah. <laughs> Tip your bud tender, too. That's yeah. another thing. Is that Do you guys do tips there? Uh, we started doing that once we went recreational. Yeah, we just went recreational uh, in April. Okay, so like medical here, they, they allow tips. And like I see that all the time that people do really? not tip their fucking bud tender. And that pisses me off, dude. Because I have always done that. It's kind of shitty. So I thought to- that that was like...
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that they, that that they even did here.
4: Yeah, but, yeah, they put jars up and stuff now. Well, I
1: because they have a drive like a drive up window now too, yeah, which I is get ultra the weird. All that, all yeah, time. it's so, a, like that's exclusively how I make my purchases. Yeah. It's through a drive through window now, Order online, so I don't actually like go in. Yeah, I just didn't know that that was customary.
2: Oh man, wait till you, if you guys go rec, it's really funny. You got to like look around and just like wait for them to all start popping up like spirit Halloween's. That's kind of just, like, oh, kind I of have like, they started just, like, creeping in, like, all these old buildings, like, fucking hermit
4: crabs. Right. Do you guys, like, have DoorDash for weed yet? Because I heard that's going on in California.
2: Uh, we have one starting called, uh, Herb Taxi. Starting, like, a month. But, yeah, you pay, like, seven ninety five is, like, the fee. And then they just fucking bring it to you, dude. It's pretty tight.
4: Yeah, that's the shit, dude. I'm, I'm down with that. When yeah. that starts happening in Missouri, dude, I'm gonna be way down with that. Hell yeah, dude. I would love to have that job. That would
2: be like a tight job. It'd be, it'd be risky, but it'd be, it'd be fun too, though, you know?
1: Yeah, without yeah. question. Yeah, That's another thing that's had to had to evolve, you know, on a state-to-state basis, which is why a lot of this has been left in the hands of the states, obviously, is the fact that you have to understand and figure out how to navigate these waters. So, like, in the scenario that we're talking about specifically, essentially somebody, an employee, would be transporting weed for somebody else in a recreational sense. Now, that happens here somewhat to some extent, like with beer, for example, right? But of course, all parties involved would have to be of age and, you know, whatever the the laws are there. And what if you get pulled over with it? How is that approach? Even though, yes, it's legal recreationally, it's not yours. Right, but then is that going to give an officer cause to test you to see if you're under the influence while driving? Which so like there's a lot of I have like gray areas. That, that I think <laughs> that they will present themselves with stuff like that. Not that I'm trying to speak against it. No, no, no. Right, but like it's just it's important to be aware of and be smart of before right. you just go hog wild too. Yeah,
3: yeah, because we all know that we can trust one thing, one organization that's out there, one institution. It's the police. Oh, of course, <laughs> It's Bert's shirt
1: which I, I pointed out to whatever he got on the call. So yes, you got to love that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that's a big deal too. Cause like what you said with like, uh, where's the line really? Um, uh, cause you can, I know here, like, you know, I can have it on me and be, like, be driving around. No big deal. Um, big, you know, I get pulled over and be like, what the fuck are you looking at? What do you want, do you want about it? You know, but like, yeah. if it's, they smell it like, you know, combusted, is a whole nother situation but also like it right. doesn't make a difference either way cuz all they have to do is say they fucking smelled something so it's like doesn't matter you know what i mean so whether whether or not you did is not even the issue so it's just cops are fucking dicks is really this the the, the rule at the end of the day so small dick energy my friend yeah, Exactly
4: that's why i wanted to be a cop <laughs> 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 I've seen that
1: pencil dick at work you don't undersell yourself <laughs>
2: It's all about what you can draw with it, buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Teacher, I brought my pencil. Give me something <laughs> to write on. <laughs> so, Bert, yo, where's where's the future taking you with this industry? Where you're at? Um, you're shooting your sights for bigger and better things. There, at your location right now, outside of being more on the educational side, training people to be bud tenders, that sort of stuff. Or yeah,
2: man. I mean, really, I love it. Like, I love the the industry's fucking great. Like. Um, it's cool what I do, like, the people that we get to, like, meet. I get to meet, like, a lot of cool people. Like, there's a few celebrities, actually, that come through, too, which is fucking interesting. But, obviously, HIPAA, cool. I can't actually talk about, like, say who they sure. are. But I'll say, like, I have an athlete that's really fucking cool, and I got a musician that's a fucking dickhead. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's like, you never know who's gonna show up, you know? And so, it's like, you meet a lot of cool people, like, a lot of, uh, local, like, just you know, a lot of local hippie types, you know, all, all, all kinds of people. Sure. It's pretty cool. And like, you know, so I just want to basically like, I just want to stay in that, man. I just want to keep, you know, growing and moving forward as far as I can. You know, like, you know, I don't really have a set idea. I kind of just like stumbled into this job and found out, that, man, I guess this one thing I'm really good at is just fucking selling weed in one way or another. <laughs> You're destined to sell that pot. It's in my fucking blood, dude.
1: <laughs> I guess maybe the the growing aspect we didn't focus in on so much there too. Now you mentioned that you grow there in particular. So, like, what kind of facility? I mean, do you have like an actual decent sized grow space? Like, what type of square footage? are We talking? We
2: about? have literal uh, warehouses like full, like okay? Most warehouses like so we'll have at any given time like you know like fifty like fifty thousand plants going at a time probably. Oh, wow. That's incredible.
4: It's kind of like what, since, is that how you pronounce it? Since St. Louis does, like they own like three or four different warehouses. And then I think they're opening a dispensary, but they also sell inside a suede too. I know that's like one of the big dispensaries in downtown St. Louis, but yeah, they, they have like three or four different giant warehouse grow facilities in in St. Louis.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know there's an industry just for grow facilities in in and of itself, but you know, like Especially with a lot of places coming on board with recreational too, like you're in this unique situation, Bert, that recreational just started happening, you know, this past spring there. So, and you kind of already alluded to this, but like things popping up and you're like hermit crabs into dilapidated buildings and what have you, (laughs) but you know, like it's got to be kind of interesting and fascinating to see like how people maybe are even converting things into grow facilities or whatever real estate that they're using to do that. Is that something that's budding up like very frequently in your area right now too?
2: Well, I mean, if you really look at where we're at, I mean, we have one of those situations where if like people want to grow outside, that's a cool thing to do too, because we get so much sun here. A lot of people using solar panels here. Um, There's a lot of options, you know, for that. And so like, also, we where we have been like we've been here for twelve years, and so you know, like what we're doing now a lot of the time is like these like dispensaries that are popping up, they don't have any access to grow their own supply. They don't have their own storages, they don't have any of that stuff. So we'll wholesale, We'll sell our flour to other dispensaries, you know, smaller ones, you know, like they'll be marked ours, you know obviously sure but they'll be able to sell our stuff and you know we just take a cut
1: proper does a very similar thing like here in missouri if people are on the call today and they're they're curious to you know what's something similar that goes on in in the missouri area proper is, is one of those folks.
4: proper cannabis is probably one of the more popular Cannabis companies. I've never had a bad Missouri.
1: product from. No, Proper has yeah.
4: always done me right. Now I will say Flora is a good company, and they they've come a long way by listening to their customers. Like when they first started selling, which is this is a new thing in Missouri, so we're learning as we go. Right, it'll be the same way with recreational. But um like Flora shit used to be so dry, like you'd go to pack it into a bowl like flour, and you'd spark it, and it was like the whole thing would go up in smoke, and that was my big complaint. Yeah. But now they're starting to put like the humidity packets and stuff in their bags and it seems like a lot more fresher products so it's cool to see those companies kind of like doing what their customers are asking to you know what I mean? absolutely and evolving be
2: sure to like if uh if you have these like companies make sure that like they're testing their products like you know uh, a lot of times you should be able to see like on the label like where like what uh lab they used to test because sometimes man they'll have like mold and shit um you want to be sure to be on the like look for that stuff because like people can get lazy with the grow and you know just try to pump stuff out and so be on the lookout for that stuff as well. If something you know just doesn't like taste right or smell right. Huh.
4: Yeah, this one was done by Green Four Ventures. Apparently tested. Cool. I didn't You're know we were doing that. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting cool thing to fucking know anyway yeah. yeah and it
1: really is important and it's a good point that burt made is that yeah you could perhaps get your hand on some bad products so if you got like a mold allergy or whatever the case is and you go to spark something up like you know that that's pretty detrimental to your health so yeah, I,
3: uh, you know it's just like brewers yeah. uh, right. brewers taste their own product too so I'm right gonna- Exactly.
4: Yeah, a lot of I know a couple guys that I used to talk to in a forum because I did some cultivating when medical first came out here in Missouri. I did cultivation for the first year, and uh, there was some pretty bad horror stories of some guys like doing some incorrect drying and getting some moldy weed and like smoking moldy weed. And I'm like, I don't want anything to do with that dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <for laughs> so sure. quality and quality control is important too. So
1: yeah, without question. You know, and of course, like there's so many resources out there. We kind of mentioned this ar- earlier, but Leafy is one of the big oh, yeah. resources. You know, you can get a Leafy app on your phone, and it can basically do everything short of deliver the weed to your front my f- door. My favorite thing about you Leafy
4: know? is like everybody can go in and say what the strain made them feel. So yeah. I can like go look at a strain, and I can be like, okay, well, majority of people are saying this made them feel happy or uplifted, or, with, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, with Leafy too. What I like about it a lot, there was like that first summer that I got my medical license, like literally. Pam and I, like, we do our portion days, and I had, like, one of those reclining, like, lawn chairs. I went out in the shade and just sat on Leafy for, like, three hours straight.
0: <laughs> and was just
1: looking at different strains. Yeah. Like, Bought the medical... A hole, bro. Yeah, you do. <laughs> because you could see, like... In the strains, like where it came from, you know, like the parent plants right. and the breakdowns and like, then you can read the reviews and then you can actually see like who has it in stock in your area. Like there's just so much educational stuff, like what it treats, what customers have said is what the negatives impacts are, the downfalls right. or the side effects. You can get into absolutely every single strain and find something for you. Like there's so much educational resources. They teach you how to cook with it. I mean, they teach you how to grow if you have cultivation. Even if you're going into it blind, there's so many resources out there, and Leafy's a good start. Yeah. Leafy is definitely YouTube, a good YouTube,
4: even though, too, but make sure you look and make sure it's a reputable person. Right. Don't be looking at somebody that's got, like, 10 views, because they probably don't know what they're talking about. There, there's, like, right, a guy, yeah. Mr. Canucks Grow, if you guys want to learn about cultivating, I would highly suggest him. He's amazing. He, his YouTube he's he talks in layman's terms somebody i can understand so that's why i suggest him so yeah and he does some pretty incredible stuff so that's a good resource too if you want to grow
1: as far as your dispensary that you work at bert do they offer any type of educational stuff outside of just like the customers come in do they do anything extracurricular like have class nights or anything like that
2: oh yeah man recreational um i uh, myself and my actual trainer, like I have the like, like luxury of having someone who trained me that knows anything you could possibly know, man, about cannabis, like any question I could have, she can give me an answer. and so uh you know, when we went recreational, I was you know you know hired as a trainer, I got promoted as a trainer, like you know after I'd been there right around maybe six months. And, uh, we did, so we had to do a lot of promotional things like where we go out and speak with the public about, you know, just about cannabis and about like, what's it?
1: Yeah. Cannabis advocacy and what have you. you. Know, how
2: to, yeah. Like just like kind of like kind cool. ushering them into the new normal, you know? And so that was, it was all right. I mean, cause most of the people who were coming in were people that had you know, different kinds of, you know, medical situations that they were dealing with that they were just looking to get help with. And so, I mean, I did about three or four of those in the, you know, in the evenings after like we were closed already, just like, you know, kind of like RSVP style events. And then, um, so that was nice. And then um, this year we had sponsored uh, the state fair and we had oh, wow. uh this big symposium that we had people come through and just like it was a big walk through experience and they could learn everything, you know, about cannabis and about, you know, different products and about our dispensary awesome. and about just everything, man. And uh so it was a big deal, and like I said, because we uh, actually had, you know, like I said, I'm not going to say who we are, but we had got, you know, the top doomed that's in the state, you know, a couple of years running.
1: Missouri and St. Louis in particular has, tried, has had some similar type of events, uh, or at least the platform thereof as far as education, public events, state yeah, events. The they had Canada Grand St. Expo, Louis every year. Canna Expo. With when it comes to like COVID, obviously that impacted some of what we were doing, especially as things were becoming legal in and of itself. But yeah, there's I I think we'll see more and more of that going forward. But like if you go to any St. Louis event, so like for example, I took my wife for Mother's Day. I took her to the Lumiere Sculpture Park, and there was a lot of vendors there, as well as a Steve Ewing band was there, like playing oh, music nice. and shit. But they had right outside of it. They had a shit ton of basically like different manufacturers in Missouri. So like proper was there, for example, or in various places. And then they also had kind of those pop-up tents that could help you get registered for your evaluation to get approved for medical. So that's actually how we went through the means of, because they were running a promotion for my wife to get her medical specifically. So like there's, there is a lot of outreach that goes on. With this as well in education. And, you know, they would even take the the time to educate you on various things about even prior to you wanting to commit, even applying for a license and that sort of stuff, and walk you through step by step. So if people are hearing this today and they just seem like so overwhelmed by it, don't know anything about it, whatever the case is, if we've at least knocked down the prejudice. Of your, you know, opinions and what have you, your preconceived notions, I'll consider that a win. But know Hell that yeah. there's other, you know, resources and things out there. But you know, we, I, I'm glad that we were able to weave in some more educational aspects to the talk. But I got to end on some funny stories, so I did want to tell this story before we get off here today. And that was uh, an occasion. This is right before the first time I smoked weed. Josh actually smoked weed, and I was uh, still on the back end of being straight edge, if you will.
2: Oh God! I went to a party with Josh. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Respect, man. Respect.
1: Respect. And uh, this I went to a party with Josh and a group of people, and all of a sudden they all started smoking weed inside of a very small apartment. Like I'm talking like an apartment with a living room maybe with like I'd say like six feet by like twelve feet. Yeah. There was probably like twenty people in the living room.
0: Yeah. I all in a
1: circle. Talking about now. <laughs> and everybody was smoking weed except for me in there. And I'm sure that I got a contact tie and just didn't know what it was at the time, you know. We were all teenagers, of course, like nineteen. And so everybody's passing this joint around and, and one joint becomes two joints and, you know, people are getting skipped and so on and so forth because they're getting too roasted. And all of a sudden, police sirens, ah! people hear it in the background, lights flashing, everybody starts freaking out inside this apartment. Now, mind you, this apartment, it's nobody, there was really no other apartments around, so it wasn't like somebody was going to rat you out. And it was above businesses that were closed and had been closed for hours.
4: Right, right. So we were being smart about it. There
1: was probably no but no way that anybody was ever gonna report anybody doing anything in any of those apartments. However, being a bunch of teenagers smoking weed, like everybody was ultra paranoid. Oh dude. So everybody just worst. starts freaking out. It's like the scene from a like it's like the stereotypical scene from like a kid house party movie, you know, like the cops come and bust it up and everybody's running around in circles, like freaking out. Oh well, Josh his immediate idea is to jump out the window of this apartment (laughs) onto the roof. It has like an awning up in the back of it that goes like to these other businesses below and just hide out out there. And so like, I'm, I like pretty like, I guess, relatively innocent person, you know, in the sense that like, I don't fucking know what to do. Like this is the first time I've like had a fear of being like caught by the police of anything, even though I wasn't doing anything.
4: Right. So I'm just like
1: (laughs) following Josh's lead and we go and sit out on the roof of like these businesses for like hours.
4: Hiding. Yeah. Hiding
1: essentially. (laughs) And hoping that the cops aren't going to see us literally sitting on the roof of a business.
4: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dude i will say like i like I, and again this goes back to the stigma but when i was like a teenager and we did have weed dude i was the worst paranoid person well because
2: it was scary back then dude because they would come after you for that shit yeah like and especially
4: small town cops because they're bored they got nothing better to do than fuck with people yeah. you know yeah. what i mean right. so like if they found you with weed they will fucking make a night of it and i just i was so- they see
2: more than two people in a car that coming for you, yeah so absolutely i know that like I had a situation like I only had like one big holy shit situation when I was like with weed was uh, back when I was I was selling myself, not selling myself. Oh,
1: (laughs) damn! He's the whole package. Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah, all inclusive, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I was you know had my own thing going, like I took one of my friends with me. I'm not gonna say her name right now because I'm not gonna out her because she's. You know, good. But we were taking a trip to Denver, you know, to you know make a run. You know, we were on our way back, and we were coming back, and we never, like, my rule is like never come back through fucking Kansas, cause like you know, obviously they're gonna pull us over. You know, don't ever come through Kansas. Yeah. Some reason we were crushed for time, so like you know, we went through for Kansas, you know, (laughs) and uh, we see a sign that says, you know roadblock ahead you know expect canines like one mile oh shit fuck and then I was like I looked at her I was like what the fuck do I do I was like I can fucking go forward I had a rented car I was like I can fucking go forward and fucking like turn you know I could I could turn off like before I get to that fucking roadblock or I could fucking just cut through the median and do a fucking u-turn or I can just keep going and drive through in last fucking minute decision, we decided to just drive through and nothing happened. But it turned out those cops were at that fucking first exit before that fucking roadblock waiting. Because they were waiting to catch all the people that turned off before the roadblock.
1: Oh, shit. So it was kind of an entrapment type situation. It was
2: a terrifying thing. Because I was like, this, at this point, I was like, this is a federal crime. So if I get caught, like, this is prison for the amount that I had. But like... Like we just happened to squeak past. It was like one of those situations for like like ten miles, like nobody said fucking anything.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. Well, you know, it's funny that you bring that up, and that uh, we got a little bit of a horror story about uh, concerning that. So Brandon off the call now, but we were traveling out for his wedding, and so at this time it was full blown recreational. He lived in Colorado at the time, so. Pam, my wife, myself, Aurora, our daughter, who was just like six months old or so, if even that, and uh, our mutual friend, Tony, Michael, and and his girlfriend at the time all drove out in a small ass Ford. Was it a Focus? Focus, yes. It was a Focus hatchback. And we had like all of our luggage, all the baby shit, like all of our tuxes for the wedding because we bought tuxes and they were like mailed to us and shit. Like we, we had to pack all that shit in that tiny ass car with four full grown adults and a baby and we were driving. So everything was like layered on top of each other. Well, Tony and I had the smart idea of, okay, we're going to put our suit suits on the very top so they don't get wrinkled, mashed up, folded, what have you. They're in good condition when we get to the wedding. So we drive from Missouri to Colorado to Denver, essentially. So that's a long ass trek. Oh, You've yeah. driven it. You know it, Bert. Oh yeah. It, it's a 16 so, plus th- hour drive.
2: Oh uh, yeah. 16 for you guys?
1: Yeah. With stops and everything.
2: We're we're on our way out there
1: and we're on highway 70 right in the middle of dead middle of Kansas and we start seeing state troopers like over and, over and over. Now this yeah. part of it makes no sense cuz we're driving to Colorado not from Colorado. Mine yeah, weird. I see a cop, it's a state trooper in the middle of the highway and at this time I would just taken over driving like my buddy Tony was burned out and I started driving. So I was not, I wasn't even 5 miles down the road or so after we went to the gas station filled up. We go by the state trooper and he's just sitting there in the median. But it was like one of those situations, like you crest a hill and all of a sudden they're there. there you, know, like yeah. you couldn't have seen them. Right. And they knew where they were sitting and why. So we get over and I, I flip off the cop while we're going past him. Like, oh, fuck you, motherfucker. You ain't going to catch me because I had it on like oh, the cruise shit. control and shit. So we get like a mile down the road and all of a sudden lights behind oh, in the rear, view, rear. The cop pulls us over, starts fucking search, like wants to search the car. And his justification was that allegedly I was driving over and I was adamantly telling him, I don't think that that's the case, sir, because I have cruise control in this car and I was using it.
0: Oh, and God. so
1: then he started questioning why we had cellophane in the back. Well, our suits were wrapped in that plastic clear sheet. In him. And so, like, he thought that that was cellophane. Oh, God. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. We're driving to Colorado.
4: Yeah, we're not coming from We're Colorado. not coming
1: from Colorado.
4: Even, like, with
2: that being said, it's like, because circumstantial evidence, bitch. Right. And
1: then he wanted to uh proceed to take everything out of the car, which we were just like, I don't think that that's necessary. And he went back to his car, came back, and we thought we were going to have to take He ended up letting us go or whatever, but. It was a scary situation, because, you know, we're as far as we are away from home, and it felt like this cop was really going to shake us down. Mm. I got a crying baby in the car, you know, all yeah. this shit. Yeah. But I guess that's what I get for being cocky until, and flipping them off on the way past
2: to begin with. <laughs> uh, I love how the, the you know, the punk rock in you, <laughs> but. Yeah. No.
1: I wasn't that punk rock, because <laughs> I had cruise control on. <laughs> <laughs> I still yeah. no dude, it. I'm telling
2: you man uh, like fucking four miles an hour is the magic number, like when I would like take my runs, I would always get the most boring looking like fucking sedan I could find, drive four miles yeah. an hour over the whole fucking way, and uh never got fucked with I had a Jesus fish magnet, oh, that helps there for you
4: sure. go, yeah, you gotta definitely they're looking they're you know they're profiling, so you got you know you gotta be smart. <laughs>
1: Yeah. No doubt about it. Well, Bert, I want to thank you so much for your time today.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. guys. I really appreciate
1: you you coming on. And I think that we, we had a lot of productive conversations today. Absolutely. Passerbys. And I know there's people that listen to, you know, they listen to us. They know that we're pro uh, cannabis, but also at the same time, we haven't really done a cannabis deep episode in which we did today. And we wanted to keep it lighthearted and not talk too much over folks' head, but I think we brought up at least talking points that people could go back and look at more. Yeah. Look at some of the historical things that's happened with cannabis in the United States and the things that we brought up. That this is a totally manufactured issue, quite frankly. It should not be an issue. You know, there should be free and legal cannabis use. There's people rotting in prisons and jail cells unnecessarily. And, you know, if if you start feeling passionate about it, maybe you can start looking at you know, advocacy groups and things to start helping moving things in a positive yeah, direction even for sure. So hopefully we've encouraged somebody on some level somewhere again, whether, whether or not it was just knocking down those walls that people had and preconceived notions, I'll consider it a win if we just did that today. Yeah,
4: and if anybody ever has any questions for us or anything, feel free to DM us guys. Like we'll definitely help you out with any information with regards to cannabis that we can to the best yeah. of our knowledge. So yeah, we could be a resource too. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I'll, I'll have to say, if you're going to ask me a lot of questions, there might be a dad tax like I give my kids when they come home from trick or treating. <laughs> so you're going to have to give me a little butt or two. Got you bro. you uh, know, if you're going to ask me too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody fucking
4: vote. November third, baby.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, here in Missouri, we need to get out and vote. So... Without question. We'll
4: share some uh, uh, resources for people to find their polling places on the pod. community Absolutely. Stuff, so. And as we
1: get closer to, which again, we're just a few weeks out, we're going to be sharing some more stuff on uh, the proposition specifically for legal recreational cannabis use here in oh, yeah. Missouri in particular. Bert, thank you so much for your time today, sir you take care sir yep and uh, we're going to be tagging the hell out of you and I mean that in a sexual way and a social media way
2: (laughs) yeah boy (laughs) have a good night man
4: man. take care boss hey this is Josh from ATI Podcast for show updates and news about the podcast follow us on social media you can follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash ATI Podcast 22 on Twitter at Podcast underscore ATI on Instagram at The ATI Podcast on TikTok at ATI Podcast. DMs are always welcome. Have a question for the show? You can always email us at ATIPodcastQuestions at gmail.com. Stay safe out there.
1: This is Barrett from the ATI Podcast. Each week, Josh and I discuss current events, pop culture, music, TV, movies, politics, sports. Nothing is out of bounds. You can also tune in to learn about rising artists, small businesses, whether it's music, graphic design, filmmaking, or even a brick and mortar mom and pop shop. We'll be spotlighting folks in their endeavors. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Amazon music, anchor, or anywhere you enjoy your podcast. Just search ATI podcast we would like to thank you for your continued support and as always please stay safe out there